You are listening to the Rooted Ministry Podcast, a conversation advancing gospel-centered ministry to youth. For more information about Rooted, visit our website at www.rootedministry.com. Welcome to the Rooted Podcast. This podcast is part of Rooted's mission to equip and empower churches and parents to faithfully disciple students towards lifelong faith in Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Davis Lacey, and today I've got the joy of being joined by Katie Polsky. Katie, welcome to the Rooted Podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here. Great to be with everyone here at Rooted. Yeah, so we're at Rooted's 2019 conference, and I don't know about you, um, but yesterday sort of the enthusiasm of the conference opening has worn into, like, I just need a cup of coffee, and I feel that. I don't know. I don't know how you're holding. This is your first conference. How's it going so far? Great. This is a. It's awesome conference. The speakers have been great. It's it's fun just to meet new people to talk with different people in different stages and different places in ministry and uh, parents that I've chatted with a little bit. It's just it's it's good. It's encouraging. Uh, there's a lot of energy, but yes, coffee is good <laughs> and needed. But uh, but it's been a good. Good day so far. I'm so glad. Look forward to finishing it up tomorrow. Um, I'm so glad. Rooted has been such a special family and, and ministry connection for me. I'm glad that you're finding your place in the Rooted yeah. family as well. For those of you that aren't familiar with Katie, she is wife to Chris, who's a PCA pastor at Trinity Church in Kirkwood, Missouri. And together, they've got three children, Ella, J-Rod, and Lily. Katie works as the music director at Trinity and serves on the Women's Ministry Committee. She also spends much of her time writing, playing piano, leading women's Bible studies, and speaking to women's groups about the joy she has found in Christ. Katie, you graduated from Covenant College with a BA in English, education, and you have served on the board of Covenant. And if that wasn't enough, you're currently pursuing a Master of Arts in Theology from Covenant in St. Louis. Yeah, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. 16-year plan, you were saying, that's right? right? <laughs> Six to, hey, that's... that's <laughs> Eventually we'll get there. That's a, No, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. So Covenant, that's Lookout Mountain, right? Covenant College, Lookout Mountain. Yep, Lookout yeah. Mountain, Georgia. And uh, got my, uh, as you mentioned, the BA in English. That wasn't my intention. My intention was to go and major in music. Okay. Uh, but I, I had a knee injury. I was also going to play basketball. So I was going to kind of show wow. that, that you could, a musician could also be an athlete. Yes, and amen. But uh, I had a knee injury the first uh, couple of weeks after uh, being in classes. And I had to fly back and forth for knee surgeries. And so I lost my place in the music program and uh, couldn't play basketball oh. anymore. And, just became really bitter mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And, and at one point, I, I remember standing out in the hallway um, of one of the music, uh, in the music department building, and I, and I said, in bitterness, I am never touching a piano ever again oh, wow. for the rest of my life. Wow. And ironically, and in the Lord's humorous ways, I am now the music director, as you <laughs> mentioned, of our church playing piano weekly. And really, in many ways, worshiping most sincerely when I when I play the keys. And in God's um, perfect, sovereign plan, he led me down the path of English education, which led me down the path of writing, which eventually led me to teach writing, which you could say led me here to Rooted um, because of the writing and, and God's uh, provision in that way has been so good. God so. really does have a sense of humor because I remember in college feeling the tug to, to be a pastor in pastoral ministry and yeah. saying, I will never do youth ministry. 
and here yep. I am hosting the Rooted Podcast. So, so this works. is this is Isn't just kind great? of how this is the Lord yes. is the Lord is good, and He has a sense of humor. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. absolutely. Um, Katie, thank you for sharing just a little bit of that backstory for yeah. sure. And and the conversation we're going to have today really is about ministering to our children mm-hmm. while we're in yeah. the ministry. You and your husband both serve in vocational ministry. Mm-hmm. You've got three kids. How old are your kids? So my oldest is 17. She's a senior this year, so we're looking at colleges and and kind of starting down that path. Uh, My son is a sophomore. Uh, He's almost 16, and my youngest is 11, a sixth-grade girl. So uh, they're they're a lot of fun. It is challenging with ministry, um, balancing especially parenting and ministry. Uh, Since we both work on staff, that has its own uh, challenges, um, but it's good. It's yeah. so good. Have, have you, has vocational ministry kind of been your family's life since, since your kids have been born? Yes. Okay. So I, I, uh, I actually grew up, I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a fifth generation pastor's wife. Wow. Um, we just keep finding and marrying ministers. It's just, wow. I think you would have learned your lesson after four generations. I mean, (laughs) well, my youngest, so I have two younger sisters. My youngest sister married a JAG officer. He's now a headmaster at school, but we were like, yes, doing a happy dance. Like there's somebody who can tell us what life is like on the outside of the church. (laughs) You know, like tell us what it's like out there. But uh, anyway, but what's so great is, is uh, I had a really positive experience. There's a lot of negative talk about PKs and the, the challenges, and there are challenges, but I had a really positive experience growing up. So I tried to cultivate that a little bit of what I learned, a little bit of what I saw and experienced in in our own house. Um, so with its challenges, there there are incredible blessings. Um, I think one of the things that I saw, especially in, in terms of balancing um, family life and ministry life, one thing that was really important uh, for me as a kid is that my, my dad especially incorporated us into a lot of ministry so that it was never like ministry and church versus dad. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of it was together. And so, for example, when appropriate, he would take us when we were younger um, on hospital visits. I remember holding hand, hands with some of the patients um, in their beds and, and praying with them and, and uh, watching my dad love on them. Um, as we got older, he was, uh, oh, he loved evangelism. We loved talking about Jesus, and he led an evangelism team, and he asked me to be a part of that team, which, which meant a lot to me. But it was, so it was dad and ministry and all of it kind of together making me a part of it as well. Um, so we've tried to incorporate that into our own home. When I was younger, um, when my kids were younger, excuse me, um, they uh, would help me bake bread for people in our church. It was a very specific recipe because I'm not a baker. It literally required four ingredients, but it would taste good. So they'd help me make it, and then we'd go and deliver it uh, to different people in the church. It was kind of a way when they were younger to incorporate the, in, them into uh, ministry. Um, as they've gotten older, it's harder. Sure. Uh, it's always hard to, to balance these things, especially with teenagers, and especially now that I'm working at the church. Um, but we've tried... I, uh, to think creatively about how to um, incorporate the kids into it so that it's not ministry versus parenting. Uh, so they've, they've been involved in the music ministry, which is where my heart is. Um, my, my son has been involved in some children's uh, ministry. When we have uh, families over for yeah. dinner, we'll ask them to join us. Sometimes we'll even ask them, 
who do you want us to have or not have to our house? You know, just to, just to engage them and bring them into it uh, so that we can parent and do ministry kind of all in, all at, all, all in one. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love that. And it's not even... Maybe balance isn't even the right word, but that's such a great way not to pit like, hey, our family's life and our life and the family of of believers in Jesus, like kind of letting those two worlds merge. Yeah. I I think that's a helpful take. Yeah. And there are some times when obviously one will trump the other. Sure. Um, But generally speaking, you kind of aim when when possible to to have the worlds mixed. It's a a good thing. Yeah. And, And so even as you reflect on that, you know, I think... Even for families who aren't in vocational ministry, there probably is that same tension of how do we, you know, raise up our kids and have good connections here, but then how do we also be faithful to God's people? In, in what sense is the tension that you guys experience as a family in ministry similar maybe to what just a, a committed, Jesus-loving family who works in the marketplace? Yeah. How's it similar, but how's it different for, yeah. for maybe our listeners to sure. be able to, to hear and to reflect? Yeah, I think it, it's similar in that we experience the same challenges that every other parent experiences. Um, just life in general is busy, and as it is for, for everyone else, it's not busier if when you're in the ministry. Um, we experience the same challenges as... Sunday mornings are a challenge for everybody. You know, when you have young kids, just getting out yes, the door. It doesn't yes. matter if you are a pastor's family or not a pastor's family. Getting kids dressed uh-huh. and out the door and to church. Um, and as the kids have gotten older, even just uh, dealing with the same challenges that uh, other parents do when it comes to re- child rebellion or a child who's questioning the faith or asking tough questions. You know, those are not specific issues uh, to, to one parent versus another, one vocational ministry, or one vocation versus another. Um, However, what's unique about uh, being in the ministry, I think, especially having kids in the ministry, is our life is stacked as opposed to spread out. So most families, for example, if you think of life in buckets, there's the friendship, there's the church, there's the uh, um, work and family, and each can kind of be separated. There's some overlap um, naturally, but working in the church, it's stacked instead of spread out in buckets. So our friendships are in the church, our families in the church, our work is in the church. Oh my, that's a light, that's a light bulb moment for me. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all very, um, when one is struggling, the others are affected as opposed to in a different vocation, sometimes not always, but in a different vocation, if you're um, work is struggling. It doesn't necessarily directly affect friendships or church or spiritual growth, that sort of thing. Not necessarily, um, but in in the church, it doesn't. You can't separate it out when you work um, in the church. And and for every job, there are great benefits uh, to a family and great challenges. And that's one of the biggest challenges I think uh, in the ministry. That's such a light bulb moment for for me um, and thinking about our family and, and doing ministry. That makes so much sense. Um, yeah. Wow, you're right. Our kids yeah. play with the kids of the families that are in our church. Yes. And work and ministry it sort of bleeds into devotional life, bleeds into, uh, I mean, just everything. Like yes. that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, speaking of, of my 
family, one of the nagging fears that my wife Cheris and I have about our two kids is that somehow our involvement with our local church and, and being in ministry in our local church is going to have an adverse effect on our kids' discipleship. Like somehow being so involved with our time, with our energy, with our efforts in church planting, in our case, is going to make our kids resent Jesus. Yeah. Have Chris and you ever ever faced that fear before? Yeah. yeah. We have. Uh, I think what's been helpful is to see generations of um, children who've grown into adults who have remained committed to Jesus and to his church. And that's a, that is a reminder to me that Jesus is in control of the hearts of our kids, not us. Uh, no matter how hard I try, no matter how you know perfect I, I think I can make it, for our kids, especially in this calling, it, he he is molding their hearts. Um, he is going to give them the desire uh, for for his church and for service to him, and that and that's really important. I will say that my my grandfather and my father were both really positive examples to me, especially in this area. They both pastored larger churches, and they they both loved Jesus with. Um, great expression and they also were very positive about the church and those two things have really carried on that and it wasn't just slapping on a a smile you know all the time like as if everything was okay or easy it was um just they loving jesus was just who they who they were they both passed now but uh so when times were hard my dad died of uh, cancer and at one point oh he fought for life he loved life he was a zealous man and just funny and outgoing and but at one point he was wearing this massive brace because the cancer was it it had literally riddled his body and so but in the midst of that he, he he would talk about jesus talk about um, wow. Sometimes his uh, his questioning of what was going on, sometimes his um, wondering what was going to happen in the future, but always his trust in Jesus. But when things were good and, and we'd be on vacation, I remember one time sitting on the beach and just looking at the sunset, and he said, oh, if it is this beautiful now, imagine what it, how beautiful it's going to be with the new heavens wow. and the new earth. You know, so it's just a constant... Uh, hearing for me and, and living out, seeing in front of you know, in front of me, in, in my father, um, just a love for Jesus. It wasn't just Sunday mornings that that came out. Uh, it was who he was, yeah. and, and that that was positive. The other aspect of that is a positive view on the church. Uh, that's really important for us as ministry leaders uh, who are in the church because it can be easy to bring home and express verbally all the difficulty. And I knew there was difficulty. It's not that they sheltered me from all of that, but the the constant theme was not, we have to go to church or I have to lead this. The, the theme was, I get to, mm. and we get to serve. And uh, it was just, it was, it was a positive thing. So we've tried to incorporate that into our own house. My husband's done a really good job of that. Um, we have made church non-negotiable. I know that's somewhat controversial, especially with teenagers. But what we've tried to say is, uh, what we've tried to teach them by God's grace is church is a positive thing. It's such a good thing. And they need you. Not only do you need that them and you need the body, you need the gospel, but they need you. That's You're helpful. an integral part of 
of this body of Christ. And so, and they see that the more tapped in they are. So like just last Sunday, uh, one of the children's leaders um, called my son out right before the sermon and said, we have too many kids in children's church. Can you help us? And yeah, and I, I was able to say to him, they need you. So slowly but surely, you know, uh, our kids kind of begin to see, I need this. But hopefully at the same time, uh, we're able to say, um, you are important. This body of believers is important. And uh, it's a positive thing all around. It goes both ways that you can contribute uh, and they need you because of that. But also you will um, you will receive and be blessed and That's good. filled. That's good. So. And I know that there's probably, you know, we could have podcast after podcast after podcast about advice that you would give. But is that is that the silver bullet, so to speak, the best advice that you would give to families who are in ministry saying, man, just mm. like speak positively about the things of Jesus and speak positively about the people of Jesus and don't let that just be compartmentalized to Sunday mornings or Wednesday evenings or whenever there's a church activity. Right. Let this let this be life. Yeah, yeah. And and so the trick of, for that in that is that uh we have to believe that. We have to mm. uh, be constantly on our knees before Christ, not only giving thanks for what it is that we're called to, but asking him to give us joy in the Lord um, in this calling. And I think naturally, yes, that will flow out. Um, but yes, a positive a, a positive view on it's so easy to treat the church uh, just like just work. It's just uh-huh. work. It's just something. And, and again, that's a challenge in ministry. It's that stacking thing I'm talking about. But but um, in God's graciousness, I think, as he provides for us the, the joy, um, the joy of the Lord, that, that naturally flows out to say, you know what, this is this is awesome that we get to do this. And and for the rest of your life, the church will be integral if if you invest yourself in it. Oh, that's so helpful. That, that's so I appreciate that because I know that that's challenging, but it's also simple. Yeah, and sim- sure. simple's good. Yeah, simple's really good. Um, one of the things that we like doing sometimes on the Rooted Podcast is talking through um, just getting to know you a little bit better at at the real deep human level. And so we'll start off easy, and and uh, these will get more random as we go along. Okay. We just a lightning round of some okay. questions for you. You're from Kirkwood, Missouri. Kirkwood. Where is Kirkwood? Kirkwood's kind of an inner ring suburb of St. Louis. Okay. So St. Louis is my hometown. I love St. Louis. Okay. Go Blues. Go Cardinals. Come on. Uh, I'm a Braves fan, and the the yeah NLDS is going on right. Now, so well, we'll postpone that. We will postpone. By the time that, this, right. by the time this interview is recorded, people will know whether or not St. Louis or Atlanta won the series. You so, know what? I'm glad our well, union is in Christ. Just, we'll just our union, amen. And maybe that's where and Christ it stays died to save sinners. Right so we accept. I'm just joking. <laughs> Listen, who won the Stanley Cup? I'll throw that out. There. I was about to say we don't have a hockey team. So well, I, I was cheering. Did. I was cheering for the Blues for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. So Definitely we're, was. We're a little... Don't tell Mike McGarry. He's a big Bruins okay. guy. So <laughs> all right. I'll keep that to myself. But yes, great city. And uh, what I love about Kirkwood and the the larger uh, St. Louis area is. It has really good food, really mm. good restaurants. Awesome. Hometown is no hometown without good sports teams and good food. Uh, we could be friends. Okay. We could. Right. We're, we're, spe- we're speaking Although. the same language. Maybe not for baseball. Uh, Everything right. else, we'll, we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. Outside. We'll figure it out. All right, so speaking of food, uh, you're a mom of three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, question I've got for you is, what is the snack that, as a mom, you have purchased for your kid that you ended up eating before you gave it to your kid? Animal crackers. Come on. Or cookies. Do you call them cookies or crackers? No, animal crackers. Animal crackers. Yes. I literally. Yes. I, I could say, and here's the, the, here's a sad thing. There's two, two things that come to mind. Number one, 
I, I volunteer in the nursery during Sunday school. <laughs> Mostly for the children. Mostly. <laughs> but there is a huge thing of animal crackers in there. And so, you know, there's a, there have been a couple of Sundays where I'm like, I, I don't need, do you guys need me? No, you don't. I'm just going to grab. <laughs> I'll be out in a second. That's amazing. But um, but I can't buy them because, I you know, I 17 and 15-year-old, they were like, why, why are you buying animal crackers? What what for me? Yeah, that's well. No you shame. Know, I guess no maybe shame. there's no shame. No shame. Bring home a big thing of animal crackers. Animal crackers and goldfish are some of are some of mine. <gasps> goldfish, so. the goldfish. There's, there's the good. two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So you talked a little bit about food. You talked a little bit about sports. Any other favorite hobbies that that you've got? I love to run. Awesome. I love to run. So I've I've completed three half marathons and one full marathon. Wow. Um, and I will never do a full marathon ever again okay. for the rest of my life. All right. But it was great. I'm glad I did it. Uh, yeah, I love. I, I run with a group of friends on Saturday mornings, so uh, we have a lot of fun figuring out all the world's problems while we get in the steps. I love it. Yeah. Where, we're, where we're the same is I also will never run a marathon. So never, never run a half marathon for that matter. But okay. I'll, I'll never run a marathon. Okay. Um, and what we have different is when I run, I can't speak. So I'm just like sucking wind and trying to. I'm well, getting, I'm with you on that. Okay. Which is why I surround myself with people who are in better shape than I do. Nice. And tell them to talk and. Keep you just going. sort of drop a question at the beginning yes. of the run Here's and what step we're back. Talk about. I yep. like it. I like it. Um, hey, Katie, what band would you be ashamed if people found out that you listened to? Oh, my goodness. I hope my kids don't listen to this. They, um, <laughs> you know, amazing. You can't run to thy word. You just can't. So there may have accidentally, um, One Direction accidentally may have been downloaded to, to one of my playlists. Yes. I, I yes. don't know how it got there. Yes. But it's there. But it's there. One or two or 14 of their songs. <laughs> it's great for so running. Let's, let's move on. All right, moving on. Um, you <laughs> were an English education major at, at Covenant, which, by the way, I'm from LJ, Georgia, very close to Lookout Mountain, so um, yes. it's, it's God's country. Yes. Name the book outside of the Bible that has most impacted you. Yeah. That's a hard question. Um that I, there's there's just so many, and especially you know, in four years of studying great literature, um, I, one of the best class, classes I took in in college was a class on Shakespeare, Flannery O'Connor and her writing. But I'm actually going to mention a book that is recent. Okay, it was the last book I read that I finished in tears. Okay, and it's uh, it's the book Unbroken. Um, by Laura Hellenbrand. I think that that's the right last name. Okay, so kind of random, but I was so moved by the story of redemption and forgiveness and and, uh, suffering, but also just uh, uh, a man who was willing to to give it his all. And uh, that's the last book I, I finished just really emotionally tied to so wow so i'm gonna mention that book I love even it. though there there's just too many to, there's too many to from, pick but, that's great uh, yeah no it's, that's, that's worth reading if, if you haven't read it that's that's amazing that's awesome okay this has been so much fun having this conversation with you i'll uh, i'll kind of land the plane of this interview so to speak with this question you know, it rooted one of the foundations of our philosophy of ministry is partnering with parents. And, and by that, we mean collaborating with parents in the discipleship of their children. So the question I've got for you are, what are some of the ways that parents who are in ministry should ask for help from members of the church? And, and then maybe the, the flip side or just a compliment to that is, what are some of the most 
encouraging ways that families in your church have come alongside of you and Chris? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the temptation in ministry is to um, think that you have to have it all together when you're ministry leaders. And I think some of the, the most profound moments for me as a parent were the times uh, that I was willing to be vulnerable in, in the struggles that, that I have faced and, and are facing. And uh, that, that's been a really beautiful thing to experience. Um, others coming alongside, others saying, wait, you too struggle with that? Mm. It's kind of like C.S. Lewis's quote. Um, Friendship happens when someone says, wait, you too? I thought I was the only one. Wow. Uh, and, and that's just, that's, it's important to remember that we, we are um, plodding along by God's grace like everyone else. We don't have to um, hold it together, if you will, all the time. Uh, in terms of you know what others in the congregation can can do, uh, just loving loving on our kids, remembering that um, we are uh, sitting shoulder to shoulder with other parents who are are trying uh, just like we are um, by God's grace to to do what He's called us to do. I, I've had a couple of. Uh, sweet folks in the congregation who have literally stepped in as grandparents. Both my parents have passed away, okay. and uh, and that's been really meaningful. And 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 not only have they loved on my kids, but they've really gotten to know them. Uh, my son, for example, runs cross country, so there's an elder in our church who um, makes it a point to find out about his schedule and when he's running. And then the next Sunday, we'll ask him, "What was your time? What, you know, how did it go? How'd you feel? You know, really just being intentional." Uh, that that means so much. So other people pouring into our life in that specific way. I'm praying specifically for my kids. I have a prayer warrior who will text and say, how can I pray for and name one of my children? Mm. Um, and that is so powerful and so meaningful and uh, literally carrying us along in ministry. So intentionally loving uh, the the. the children of um of your ministry leaders is is super significant and uh and really uh important I yeah think. so helpful katie thank you for your time we obviously would commend folks to go to rootedministry.com to learn more about you and your writing but uh, if folks want to learn more about you and your ministry where would you send them uh you could go to my website katiepolsky.com there's some writing there and um ways that you can reach out uh for speaking engagements and that sort of thing uh, is probably the best place. Fantastic. Well, folks, we'd commend that to you, katiepolsky.com. And for more resources, which are grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated, and geared for faithfully discipling students towards lifelong faith in Jesus Christ, we would send you to our website, www.rootedministry.com. This has been the Rooted Podcast. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to The Rooted Podcast, where we hope to communicate the truths of the gospel and apply those truths to youth ministry. We would love for you to check out our website where we publish articles daily geared towards both youth ministers and parents. You will also find resources and more information about our conferences, regional events, and more at www.rootedministry.com.